Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey, welcome back to Claim the Stage. Today is a very, very exciting episode because we are introducing something brand new in Speaker Sisterhood, and I cannot wait to tell you more about it. And today's guest is someone I've known for a while who I adore and respect and love working with. Her name is Becky Vish, and she has been a Speaker Sisterhood Club leader for almost four years now, and I've just really enjoyed working with her. If you're wondering what it means to be a club leader, we have a network of public speaking clubs within Speaker Sisterhood, and she has led a couple of our clubs for us. She held one in Enfield, Connecticut, which used to meet in person, and she had a virtual club, which she still has, and she is now going to be leading two of our brand new clubs that have a whole new format. And we're going to talk more about it at the end of the episode. And I invited Becky on the show today because I wanted to ask her, what did she learn as a result of being a member that was surprising to her? And I love asking this question because a lot of people go into Speaker Sisterhood assuming I'm going to learn how to tell a story. I'm going to learn how to give a persuasive speech. I'm going to learn how to feel more confident. And those things happen, but it's actually so much more than that. And so instead of me trying to describe all the things that happen, I thought you could hear it directly from our leaders and members. So this is going to be a, a little series of interviews over the next few weeks where you're going to get a chance to hear three things from each of them about what they have gained as a result of this training. And I wanted to do this not only so you could hear what speaker sisterhood is, but also because I want you to understand the transformation that could take place that may seem unexpected for public speaking training. So if you're thinking about potentially trying to build this skill set, or you have a goal that you've been unable to reach because visibility or speaking is part of accomplishing that goal, I want you to really listen to these interviews and see if you can hear yourself in the comments that are being made and in the transformations being made, because this may be the exact solution for what you're trying to accomplish in your life. So uh, without further ado, here's my interview with Becky and make sure you stick around till the end so you can hear more about what we are rolling out in the next couple weeks. I can't wait for you to find out more about it. All right, here you go. Becky Vish, welcome to Claim the Stage. Hello, so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. You have been a club leader, which feels like for 10 years, but the company's only been around for five, so probably not 10. How many years have you been a club leader? I want to say four years now. Yeah. you, you started going as, on to four years. Yeah, and you've been a, a member since you were a very early adopter of speaker sister. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing you like at a chamber meeting before even speaker sisterhood started and just being like, I, there's something about her. I, you know, just felt like a, a connection to you automatically. So you were just rolling out speaker sisterhood at that point. I remember signing up on the waiting list and, um, and then you let me know about the Springfield club and that's where I first joined. 
That's right. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime ago. I'm so glad that you've been part of our organization for so long. You brought so many creative ideas and energy, and you've changed so many women's lives through your leadership in your own clubs. So I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about what you've taken from this experience, whether it was expected or not. But before we jump into that, do you want to say a few words about who you are? Yeah. So I'm Becky Vish. I go by Becky Bex on social media. And um, I grew up in Enfield, Connecticut. I now live in Ellington, Connecticut, and I'm a mom of two and a wife. Uh, and I'm also, you know, ha- working towards building high maintenance female, which is an elevated lifestyle brand for women. It kind of incorporates um, beauty and self-work and self-care. Um, and we throw a little bit of cannabis in there because that's our specialty there. <laughs> Um, but I'm working on that and just realized really early on how important public speaking was in order to kind of accelerate your career. And um, when I found Speaker Sisterhood, I just was all in pretty much. Yeah. I remember seeing some of your early speeches in the Springfield Club and you were working on creating presentations for your clients when at the time you were working in the um, awards and um gifts, like client gifts industry. And you were trying to figure out like how to make something compelling and how to just feel confident presenting in front of your clients. Was that your goal at the time? Or did you have a bigger goal when you joined? Yeah. I just wanted when I originally joined was primarily feel confident when I got in front of just one or two people. I feel like I was always kind of confident just coming from a performance background of getting on stage and being comfortable on stage. But it was more of those like, you know, chamber or rotary meetings where it's just a few people. And I was just like rambling. And I didn't feel like I knew what I was talking about or had any direction. And I'd walk away from the conversation like, what the heck did I just say to that person? Like, I think I gave them my bra size. I don't even know what we were talking about. And then you go the whole ride home. You're like panicking. Like, did I nail that sale or did I just totally blow up that relationship? Like, I just didn't feel confident in what I was saying. And I knew I needed a place where I could like practice controlling my thoughts before they like exited my mouth and just practice that. <laughs> I think a lot of people listening can relate to that right now. And the, <laughs> the point about your brass eyes. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you're just nervous, like saying whatever. Yeah. Just whatever can fill the space. (laughs) Exactly. You're just afraid to not have any communication going on at all. Like that. We're always so afraid of like space, like you said, like air. Mm -hmm. And so you just fill it with whatever like comes to your mind. And then you walk away like, Oh my God. (laughs) Before you share some of the things that you've taken away from speaker sisterhood, Can you say what you expected when you walked in the door versus what you got, even in those first few meetings, like how it was different from what you thought it was? Yeah, I was expecting to kind of walk in and very like structured and I had in my mind kind of like this big podium with this big microphone and this big fishbowl of topics. And you were going to have to like reach in and then just like spill your heart, like I was, I was nervous, but I was also excited because it was, I went into it kind of thinking like, again, perform from a performance stance. Yeah. Cause you're like, a singer. Yeah. Singer and, and acted like growing up. So a stage to me was like a, a transition of a character, right? So I was excited about it in that way. And then when you really, when I really started to find out what it was about, 
um, about really truly like connecting with who you are. And that's actually one of the points of what I kind of came to know through the pod or through the club um, that it's not like a switch of a character. Like you're coming from a place of authenticity when you're doing this behind the scenes work that you work through with the curriculum, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Were you surprised by the sisterhood element of it at all? Yeah, I think the whole, that whole other side, like the self-discovery, that whole journey that you go on, and then you're doing that collectively as a group of women and you're sharing these like points that you've, you've kind of, you've done the thinking, right. And you thought about these moments in your life and you're bringing them back up and then you're sharing the story and you're very vulnerable at that moment. And you're surrounded by all of these women that just support you in your vulnerability. So it's a really like safe, comfortable space to really flex who it is that you want to be. One of the things I think I did early on. And I think this really helped me is that when I went into the meetings, I really went in as who I was working to become. So, and, and there's no other place really when you're around friends and family and you're seeing people, you know, all, all the time and you start to change a little bit, people are like, what that's wait, that's different. Wait, you're different. Whereas now I was going into a, a room where no one knew who I was. And I could be who it was I wanted to practice being so that it felt more authentic. Like I could, I could, if this makes sense, like meld this person I was working on becoming with the person that I currently was without it feeling weird. It just felt fluid and then supported all at the same time. And then before I knew it, like I was the person that I was working towards becoming. Wow. I have such chills right now hearing you describe that. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about, having that desire to change, but then worrying about the criticism or the questions that come from the people around you who expect you to always be that same person. Right. And then having to feel that while you're also just going through this transformation, that's confusing enough mm-hmm. and like all encompassing. Um, I love that you brought that up. So I, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because I'm often asked like the same three or four questions about what speaker sisterhood is. It's like, how is it different from Toastmasters? And what is the sisterhood part? And how come it's only for women? And so I was hoping that you could tell more about your experience so that we can shed some light on, on how this organization is so magical and fun and what you've gotten out of it. So why don't you tell us one of the things that you've experienced or how you've grown as a result of being a member or a leader? Yeah, I think for me, like one of the biggest takeaways was that I always thought of speak public speaking as like a natural ability, like Tony uh, Robbins, Brene Brown, like they are just born with the gift of gab. They can get on stage. They can talk about anything. It comes easy to them. And when I entered Speaker Sisterhood, I realized that it's kind of almost more of like a, like a sport in a way or a skill where as long as you just have an interest and a desire and that, and you put the time in, you can get better. So it really surprised me that it's a skill that if you just practice it, you learn it and you practice it and you have that space to keep doing it over and over again, you can get better at it. And that's why Brene Brown is so good at speaking is because she speaks all the time. She's always flexing that muscle. It's like an athlete. Like you start off in gymnastics, you can barely do a somersault. And then the more you do a somersault, you do it, you do it. And now you're doing backhand 
springs or, or whatever, because you've practiced and you've put the work in. And I think a lot of people think of it as like a natural talent. Like if you put the time in and you practice it, you can get better at it. And I think that's really, uh, comforting to a lot of people who maybe have the desire, but they're like, no, I'm, I'm too shy. I, I, there's no way I could do it. And it's just like baby steps, like any other skill you can definitely develop it. Yeah. Making the choice is really what it comes down to is do you want to get better at it? Cause if you do, you can, it's, it's totally possible. That's a great point. What else have you learned? Kind of touching upon the point from before, um, again, from like a performance standpoint, I always looked at a stage as like, okay, now I'm going to go on and now I'm a character. And I noticed that I was doing that, um, back in the awards business, I was like outside just such a different person. And then I would get into like a chamber situation or I'd get into like a, you know, just a professional situation. And I would like flip like a character on, and I really didn't want to do that because it was really exhausting and confusing. And like, it just wasn't, it didn't feel comfortable. And I think through speaker sisterhood, I realized that when you're doing that work and really discovering like who you are, like really shedding societies, like how they've made us really thinking back to like the nine-year-old who knew everything, knew what she liked, who she was going to be, what house, what car, like I, you know, you have it all figured out at nine and then somehow like society gets in and is like, no, like forget about that. Or that's weird. That makes you uncool. And you forget about that stuff. When you do the work in speaker sisterhood, it brings you back to that place. And then you start delivering your speeches from that place. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm not a character. Like I'm delivering from such a place of authenticity. And I'm really, when I get on stage, um, I feel like the flow is easy and my speech comes easy because I feel like I'm just talking to my audience rather than getting up and delivering a monologue like you would if you're an actor or singing a song as you were like if you were a singer. And it really made me enjoy speaking because you don't have that pressure to switch on and off. It was just an easier flow. And I was really surprised um, at how how that kind of transpired over the years um, as becoming a member. Mm -hmm. Are there things you're doing today that you would have never expected to do five years ago because of Speaker Sisterhood? I think for sure. I think just hitting the live button without like, I think five years ago, I would have made sure I had an entire script and everything was perfect and everything was ready to go. And now I feel like I'll hit the live. And what do you mean by that? So I do a lot of makeup tutorials and I go live on uh, some social media platforms. And before I feel like I, again, it kind of leads into that character. Like, do you have your script? Do you have your costume? Is everything all set? Like, and now as a makeup uh, consultant, I literally get on with no makeup, like in my most vulnerable state. And I really feel like I would never been able to do that if I hadn't felt the confidence from hitting that live and knowing that I can explain why I have no makeup on and we're going to talk through this and get all the way through it. And it just made me more confident in that way. I don't think I ever, ever would have hit the live button with no makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Um, your lives are so good. And I'm just, I, I, as much as I try, like, I just don't really get into makeup, but I will watch 30 minutes of you putting makeup on. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> can we share your social media handle so that if anyone wants to see what you're talking about, they can? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's at high maintenance female. Um, so basically on TikTok and Instagram, you can catch me over there. It's usually where I go live. And speaker sisterhood, like I go live and I do my makeup, but I'm also just talking and sharing stories. And that's another thing with, you know, we are just a collection of stories at the end of the day, like all of our experiences and people love to hear stories. They love to hear you tell them about something that happened to you in, in the first person, like from your perspective. And I have people all the time that are like, I'm just cooking right now. And I'm listening to you do your makeup and talk. Like they're not even like necessarily watching, but it's just the storytelling and um, being able to kind of like captivate your audience. And I never would have been able to do that and feel confident doing it without doing the work with speaker sisterhood. That's awesome. Are there any other things that you took away that you were surprised by? I think one of the last things was, um, emotion. Like when emotion happens to you, when you're speaking on stage, it feels so huge and it can like knock the wind out of you. It can like make you forget what you're going to say. It can make you forget where you are sometimes when you get like choked up or emotional, you talk about something like really heavy, but I had an experience where I was happened to be like recording. I gave a speech. I got like so emotional. I got so down on myself. Cause I was like, Oh, and as women, we're always apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm crying. I'm so sorry. And I watched the speech back and I couldn't believe like what, I mean, it was hardly a big deal. You could <laughs> hardly tell I was crying. Like to me, it felt so huge in that moment, but for my audience, it wasn't as big of a deal as I was making it out to be. And then when I got the feedback from the speech from the other speaker sisterhood members, uh, that wasn't even on their bullet list. Like they, they were like, no, that helped me to connect with you through the speech. So I think a lot of times we're just like, we don't want to show emotion. We don't want to get caught up in anything like that. It feels so much bigger on stage when it's happening. Um, but just, just trust that it's part of, it's part of it. It's part of your story. And the emotion shows that you're passionate about what you're talking about and passion is what connects you to your audience. Yes. I love it. I'm so glad that you gained that from this experience. Cause it's such a huge piece, not only when you're speaking on stage, but just in front of a person trying to show your truth, you know, and not hide it from them. Like if something makes you upset, it's okay. They can see that you're upset. It's you don't have to pretend to be fine. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of those insights and experiences and stories. You, I think, have probably connected with a lot of the listeners who've been wondering, like, what is this? What, what is Speaker Sisterhood? And um, I think you've painted a pretty clear picture of it. And now I want to talk about where we're going next, because we have spent five years with the same model of these clubs that you can join at any point and you can stay as long as you want and you can go through the curriculum at your own pace, which has worked really well for a lot of women. But in the last several months, as we've all been, the club leaders and I have been talking about how can we really meet the needs of the, the women who want to build public speaking skills, we've created something new and you are the first person in our organization who will be leading our new clubs called Speaker Sisterhood Express. And the goal of those clubs is to create an accelerated version of our curriculum, an accelerated version of our experience for women who want to fast track their public speaking skills in a safe space, in a, a sisterhood of other women who are, have that same goal. 
And we couldn't be more excited to be rolling this out and offering it virtually to women all across the globe who want to sign up together and go on this journey for six months and just build those skills, like all the things that you just talked about, being able to connect with your voice, understand who you are, convey your messages, show emotion, be yourself, accomplish goals you couldn't imagine accomplishing before. And I, I want to know, is there anything, Becky, that you are especially excited about in leading these clubs and anything you want to share just to let everyone know about um, what's coming? Okay. So I'm really excited um, about this club because this is going to be for the women who they have an immediate goal. Like they have this, this event coming up, or they have these lives that they want to start doing right away and they want to get started and they kind of want to get, have their feet kind of held to the fire and show up every month and present and get that feedback and fast track it. Um, it's for like the woman who's very busy. She's got a lot going on. Um, but this is something that's really important because I think public speaking is really important to really accelerate you and your brand or your company or your mission to the next, that next level. Yeah. And I just want to add that this, this, uh, version of speaker sisterhood has been in existence for a couple of years. And I've been running clubs in hospitals for female physicians. And this version of the program was created specifically because these women are busy. They have a ton of, you know, patients, they have families, they have other things that they need to be doing. So they wanted to know how can we learn these skills as quickly as possible in a focused way, get the skills we need, get the practice we need, and also be part of a community. And so this was answering those questions and those we were solving those problems. And then we realized this should be available to everyone. So that's what we're doing. We're making it available. And we have two clubs launching that Becky will be leading one during the lunchtime and one time one at dinner time. And they are, um, those are Eastern standard times launching March 2nd and March 16th. So we'll put all the information on the website so you can get more info. Uh, registration opens on February 9th. And we're just very excited to get this going. And we hope that you'll be part of it. Each club only has space for 10 members too. So if you're like, oh, this sounds awesome. Don't wait to sign up. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Anything you want to add as a final um, comment or? Just to say like, you know, like you say, you're, you're, what's your tagline? Stop waiting. Start creating. Start, yeah. I mean, really lean into that. Like there's no time better than right now. And these are the types of things that you can do from your home. You can do from the comp, you know, the comfort of your own space in your own, no, you know, pants are optional. <laughs> and that, that makes the big difference. It's very, um, available. It's right there. You know, you don't have to drive. You don't have to worry about getting there. You just have to worry about showing up and being yourself and putting the work in while you're there. And I think that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. There's no more comfy version of this than, than this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Becky. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for having me. Well, that does it for me this week, my friends. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.